Hello, everyone, and thank you for being here. My name is Terry, and I am one of God's warriors. Sound crazy? Welcome to my world. Today, I wanted to share more about me so that you can understand who I am and so that you can hear me as well as you hear my wife. I guess the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with was when my daughter died. That was truly um, a hit to the solar plexus. Felt like I had just been crushed. First time I held her, I was scared to death. I would break her somehow. She was so tiny, so small, so frail. But she fought so hard just to spend that little bit of time here with us. She was only with us for about 30 minutes, so she lived for about a half an hour. And that was it. In that time frame, she put our lives on a different course, on a course that I would have never expected. We named her Faith because of our faith in God. And had it not been for that faith at the time, we wouldn't have made it through. Thankfully, I have two beautiful daughters who are still here with me on earth. Being a father is probably one of the most rewarding and most fulfilling things that I have ever done in my life. And I am just very grateful for both of them, very grateful for the wonderful young women that they have turned out to be. I want to tell you both how much I love you and how much I appreciate both of you. My oldest, because we can have the craziest conversations about the most off-the-wall stuff that you could ever imagine. Thank you for those really crazy conversations. I know that there is always something waiting around the next phone call. And for my youngest, you truly are one of the strongest and most resilient people I have ever met. And thank you for inspiring me. So 25 years ago, when this magnificent creature that sits across from me strolled into a very small pizza joint and uh, I laid eyes on her, that was definitely a moment that changed everything for me. And we have been inseparable ever since. And I have watched her over the years astound me with her ability to communicate with people, communicate on a level that... I have not seen before anywhere with anyone. So for many years, I always thought of my wife as Norm on Cheers. Because every time he would walk in, everybody would go, Norm! Well, she could walk into a room full of absolute strangers, and by the time we left, they all knew her, loved her, and wanted to find out when she was coming back and when they could speak again. She had this knack of always being able to communicate with everyone, and communicate with them on a level that I had never seen before that anyone could do. And it was completely honest and completely sincere. She wasn't trying to blow smoke at anybody. She wasn't trying to impress anybody. She was just being her. We continue to see that throughout our marriage. I watched her pass on messages from others, messages that completely stunned people. And so I guess in some way I always knew that there was something very different about her, but could never quite put a word to it. So the person that I am today is very much a direct reflection on my time that I spent in the Army. Everything I do now is still 
influenced by that. It's still shaped by that. I still react to things as though I'm in the military at times. And it's been a bit of a difficult switch. But with my wife's help, I am learning how to be what we would call a, a civilian once again. With that, everything that I look at, everything that I do, everything that I see is very much colored through those rose-tinted glasses. And I have to work on taking them off on a regular basis so I can see the world as it really is. So when it was finally time for me to retire, to get out of the army, I'd asked some friends who had retired previously, and I said, when did you know? And they said, you will just wake up one morning and you'll know. December of 2016, that was the morning that uh, my feet hit the floor, and I knew that it was it was time. It's time for me to go. And with that, the transition into... Um, civilian life was a bit difficult. There was a lot of things I had to get used to. PTSD was a big one, followed me around for a while, and really made life difficult. Thankfully, I had uh, a couple good counselors along the way, and then when my wife took a new job, she helped me get to the bottom of all of it and to find out what it was, to find out the real reason behind it, and to deal with it, to cope with it, and to move forward. Thanks to my wife, and Father, I live now in a pretty constant state of peace. It's a nice place to be. It's a very nice place to be. So with my transition into the civilian world, I had to get a civilian job. That is what put me on the path that I am on today. That was the jobs that I was working on. May 5th, when I got that phone call from my wife, things definitely took a turn from there. I was going to work one day, May 5th, I believe, of 2018, and I get a phone call from my wife saying, hey, funny thing, God told me you need to quit your job. And I said, but I don't have another one. And she said, that's what I said. And I said, well, okay, so we're in agreement. And so I told her I would think about it, pray about it, find out what he said. And um, next morning when I got off work, I did just that on the way home. And I heard the very same thing, that I needed to quit my job. And I said, but what am I going to do afterwards? And he said, I have something for you. And I said, okay, can you tell me? And he said, not yet. Of course, I was wondering if I was hallucinating, if, uh, you know, I had a brain tumor or something that was pressing on my, some part of my brain. Went in that afternoon and formally quit from the gentleman who had hired me. I think it kind of shocked him a bit, kind of shocked me a bit. But when I walked out, and I walked to my car, and for the first time in a very long time, I had no real financial security. I called my wife, and she asked me, how do you feel? I said, I feel completely at peace. I said, this is probably the most peace that I have felt in years. I couldn't describe it, but I just knew that that was what I was supposed to do. So when I got home that day, of course, I've got questions running through my head. What about this? What about that? What else did God say to you? Give me the details here. You know, I'm, I'm an old army guy, so I'm, I'm waiting for instructions. I'm waiting to grab my notebook and start writing stuff down to make sure I have all the details and I can follow it step by step. All these things are racing through my head, but there's no manual to go from. There's no regulation. There's no, there's nothing. It's just what I have heard and what she has heard. Over the course of time, it became so apparent that it was all very real and um, really changed my perspective on things and the way I look at things. 
I guess the first real big shot of here's how we're going to handle this from God was after I'd been outside in the garage for several days making toys and making a bird stand and making all kinds of things for my wife's macaw. I was out there and working on all this stuff and it just came to me. This is what I want to do. I'd always loved woodworking and I'd always loved other things. And so I had all these crazy thoughts running through my head and this is what I want to do. So when I came inside and came inside from the little tiny garage that I was working in and told my wife what it was that I wanted to do and that I had figured out what it is that I wanted to be since I'm growing up now. And she looked at me like I was absolutely nuts and it kind of hurt. It made me feel like the decision that I made was not good enough, that it wasn't acceptable, that how could I be successful doing something like that? That's just crazy stuff. No one does that. And so... That hurt a little, stung a little, but um, I took my very sweaty self back out in the garage to keep working on the things that I had been working on. And uh, a short while later, my my wife came out to the garage. She gave me a huge hug and said, I'm sorry that I doubted you. She said, I know that this is something that you want to do, and I know that you are very committed to it and very passionate about it. And she said, we'll make it happen. Off we went. And within 48 hours... My first real sign, or our first real sign, I guess, um, especially for me, was a friend of mine called and said, hey, I heard you want to start your own business. And I was like, I do, in fact. And he said, I would like to invest 10000 for a year, interest-free, but I would like to invest this money in your business. When can you come pick up the check? Uh, I felt very relieved, uh, very grateful, because I knew there was things I had to get. I was um, blown away and just utterly stunned that the way forward was literally just put right there in front of us in such a short time frame. At the time, I was very grateful to Father. A month later, June 5th now, I'm still asleep, and all of a sudden, my wife sits bolt upright in bed and wakes me up right along with her. I thought maybe she had an early morning appointment something that she had forgotten and all of a sudden was like, oh my gosh, I have 10 minutes to get ready. I have to do this. And she looks at me instead and says, I have to get milk. And I thought, what? Milk? I said, we have milk in the fridge downstairs, babe. I said, what's what's going on? She goes, I have to go. I have to go right now. I have to go get milk. I have to go to H-E-B and get milk. And I'm like, okay. And she's running around the room, hair everywhere, pajamas still on. She's running around like something is about to happen and I have no idea what's going on other than the fact that she has to get milk and so I'm bewildered, a little confused and not really understanding what is going on at the moment and her absolute conviction and her absolute faith in the fact that she had to go get milk. I was just like, okay. And she ran down the hallway still in her jammies I don't think she even had her flip-flops on yet. And she hit downstairs, and here I am following her down the hallway and calling after her. Are you sure this is what's... You're you good? Is everything okay? Did I miss something? What's going on? And so I'm confused. I'm a little taken aback that my wife is about to run out of the house with her jammies and flip-flops on. And that's about it with her to go get milk. And so as she runs out the door and I close it behind her, I still can't help but wonder, has she truly lost her mind this time. A while later, it was it was quite some time later, I'd say hour, hour and a half, she comes home. She opens the door and she can hardly walk. And so now I am worried because I'm like, okay, what's going on? And 
And she comes inside a few steps and literally collapses on the floor. So, okay, now I'm in like EMT mode. Uh, okay, what's going on? What happened? Are you okay? I don't see any marks on her. I don't see anything else on her, but she can hardly walk. And so she just says, help me get upstairs. So when I finally got her upstairs, I got her in bed and she was mumbling something to me that was completely incoherent. I couldn't understand what she was trying to tell me. It was important, whatever it was, because she was trying to stay awake to tell me, but I, I had no concept of what she was telling me. I was just like, I'm hoping she didn't hit her head and I'm hoping she didn't have some crazy brain damage or have a stroke. And, you know, I'm, I'm panicked at the same time, but at the same time, I something in my being just knew that she was she was fine and that everything was okay. But that didn't stop all the didn't stop all the other stuff. That didn't stop the the panicked feeling. That didn't stop me going up several times a day and literally moving the covers back and putting my hand near her face to make sure that there was air, you know, moving in and out of her lungs and to check on her and sometimes just to wake her up to make sure that that there wasn't some crazy brain damage and that she was actually with me still. I would be a mess without her because I wouldn't be wouldn't be who I am without her. I can't imagine life without her. And so I was um yeah, there's there's a bit of fear going on there. After an epic 7-day nap, she just wakes up one morning like everything is cool. Nothing has happened and I'm looking at her like what the hell was that? And she sits up and she says, I know what happened. And I said, well, you tried to tell me something when you were going to bed. I said, but, or when I put you in bed, but you couldn't speak. You couldn't really formulate words. You were just muttering. And she said, but I know everything now. And I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm very curious now. My wife tells me that she knows why she just took probably the Guinness Book of World Records nap. And so my wife told me about the grocery store incident, as we call it now, about how she was compelled to run inside, hair unkempt, jammies on, flip-flops, and head to the milk aisle. But when she got to the milk aisle, it took her someplace else. and actually took over to the butter aisle, where a elderly gentleman was in the butter aisle. And my wife came up to him and asked if she could touch his forehead. And he said yes. And I listened to her tell me how she recalled to him the abuse of his childhood and that she also knew his uncle was very remorseful and all the things that he had done throughout the rest of his life to make up for that mistake. And she helped that man right there in her jammies and flip-flops heal a fracture in his divine spirit or his soul, if you would call it that, that had been with him since he was a young boy and healed it right then and there. The old man, uh, he was in his 60s, and he said, how did you do that? I don't understand. That's bothered me forever. He said, thank you for doing that. I feel so much better. She told me when she went to tell him, she was you know, about to say, I don't know, and but she really did know, and she explained it to him, how she had healed that fracture, and how healing fractures in the divine spirit of trauma that has been brought on by any manner of incident that has happened to us throughout our life helps us to regain that self-worth, that knowledge that we are who we are, the ability to be who we were meant to be, who we came here to be. And so when my wife was explaining this crazy story about how she put her hands on this man's forehead and basically stepped in for his uncle and asked for forgiveness, 
She told me that the voice in my head was God. And she said, he told me everything. He showed me all of the things that had happened. And at that point, she said, I basically let him take the driver's seat. So this was a truly almost a Jesus take the wheel moment. He did all the heavy lifting. She just was there to stand in. I sat there, and at this point, I really, really thought I was going to have to call the crazy folks and have them come pick up my wife. Contrary to my beliefs, I was under the assumption that, you know, seven-day Guinness Book of World Record naps would, would not be anymore, but I was mistaken on that. The work that she does, the things that she does for people, especially those with the emotional trauma that is very deep, even with God by your side, even with him directing you, you at some point take on those feelings, those emotions. She feels what they felt. And in that process, it takes a great toll on her. Even now, if there are too many people too close to one another that she is trying to help, it becomes very physically taxing on her, and she has had to learn how to cope with that and to deal with that. There are still times when I will have to help her up the stairs. And we had one just recently, not too long ago, that she spent quite a bit of time helping um, someone and was very physically drained because of that, because of the emotion that she helped them get through and get them back to a good place. And so I know it's one of those things that I have to watch for. And it's one of the things that I have to make sure she doesn't overextend herself because I've seen the result of her overextending herself. And she sleeps for a day or two just to recover, just to get back what she has exerted during that process. And so even with Father's help, even with him being there all the time, this can be and is a very taxing work that she does. So even with the toll that it, it can take on her as she helps those around her and helps those that Father points her to, I don't know that I have ever seen her happier. She is truly in her element, and she enjoys doing what she does. Gets a great deal of satisfaction from it and enjoys seeing people stepping out of the box that society and that others have put us in because of their lack of understanding. And so now these people that she has helped has that understanding and they understand how they got in that box and how they can stay out of it and how they can be who they need to be. And in this process, she has not only shown them how to overcome what has happened in the past, but what may come in the future, how to heal themselves, to even get rid of disease and the causes of diseases in the body. And I, I know, see it all the time, that she takes great pride in what she does and is very happy to have undertaken this path that Father has put us on. So a month later, this is July 5th of 2018, fairly normal morning, laying in bed, talking to each other about whatever's going to happen for the day, blackout curtains in our room because the amount of sun we get is ridiculous, especially in our bedroom. And as we were laying there talking, I, at first I thought that it was just one of those sneaky little pinholes of very bright light till it got bigger. I knew that my curtain didn't have a hole in it, and so I became rather intrigued by this. And this ball of brilliant white light just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And here I sat, frozen, couldn't speak, couldn't do anything. I just was like, I don't know, uh... I don't remember having any 
emotion about it except awe and wondering what the hell it is. Till it started to take shape and it continued to take shape. And I remember my wife asking me something, but I was too fixated on this light that I had seen. And by the time it fully took shape and sat on our bed and looked at us, I almost fell over, even though I was in bed. And I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to do. I just sat there and watched this happen. Something within me just knew who it was. Knew that he, father, had come and he was sitting at the foot of my bed looking at me. And I had no words. None at all. There are so many things that my logical brain has pushed to the side or tried to do something with. But I know for, I know with a certainty that he looked right at me and said, hello, my son. And he said, I have missed you. And I still had no words because I, I couldn't believe it was happening. And he explained to us what he needed from us. He explained to us a good many things. And some of those things I'm still remembering. I know that they're very difficult for our conscious mind to comprehend. Even now, relaying this, for those who know me, this is uh, not my typical thing. I don't get into the feels that much. Telling people about this, is it scary? Yeah, it is. Are people going to ridicule me? Are people going to think I'm crazy? Are they going to label me a nut job? I don't want those things to happen, but at the same time, I know that I know what I saw. And I know what I feel even now as I think back on it. And I know what I feel when I speak to him. I know what I feel when I speak to Father. He was there that day, and he's been with me more times than I can even remember. So as I hear him ask my wife if she accepts this, this job from him, to speak truth, his truth, to be one of his oracles. And she accepted it and said yes. I, I was still in awe. I still at this point had no words. I think all the hamsters in my head had completely stopped moving. And then he looked at me and those blue eyes that pierced everything, that shot right through me. And I knew that I, I was next and it felt like there was nothing I could hide from him. I knew I couldn't, but as piercing as they were, the amount of love that followed right behind was indescribable at best. And he told me what I would need to do. And he told me that I would need to protect her, my wife, that I would be her guardian from here on out. And he, he asked me to be one of his warriors, to protect his oracle, to make sure that she was always safe. I didn't see that one coming. That one, <laughs> that one caught me off guard. But after hearing everything that I heard, I couldn't, uh, couldn't say no, because I knew everything that we had seen to this point uh, pointed to it being a yes. All the miracles that we had witnessed, all the things that fell into place so effortlessly. And so my answer was the same as hers. I said, yes, Father, I accept. So even after that, even after seeing what I did, hearing what I did, there were times that I still held back, times that I still let fear override what I knew I needed to be doing, let fear override how I should have done things, let fear prevent me from taking a more proactive role. And so I stood to the side and I watched everything, always within distance to make sure nothing happened, but just off to the side a little bit kind of out of the way and let my wife go forward and so 
After several conversations with father and mother, I know that it is now my time to step forward as her warrior, as her protector, to make sure that she is safe and to share her efforts in bringing father's truth to all that will listen. Kind of thought that after I said that, I would uh, want to go hide in a corner someplace. <laughs> but I don't. Uh, it's actually quite liberating. I don't feel the anxiety that I had. I don't feel the fear that I had about what people are going to think or what they're going to say. Because at this point, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I heard what I heard. I saw what I did. And I will take that with me forever. And I will share it with everyone who will listen. And so, if they choose not to believe, then... That's her choice. But I will continue to share what I know and what I've experienced. And I will continue to go forward and do as Father has asked. So I know those of you that have um, listened to the podcast before. In closing, my wife always says that you can choose to believe her or not. I'll do the same. I've spoken the truth. I have no reason to lie about it. I have no reason to make up some crazy story just recounting what I saw and what I agreed to do. So, for those of you hearing this, you can, again, choose to believe it or not. But don't take it from me. I am very human, and I am flawed, and I work on those every day. So ask him. Ask Father. He will tell you the truth. He will never lie to you. Ask him if what you heard was true, and you'll know. Until next time, stand for truth. God's warrior.